All right, we are back on the air. Sorry about that delay, guys. Hangouts ate my face, but it's here. <laughs> We're good, and we can get down to business. How are you doing today, my friend? Can I ask you a, a somewhat personal question? I feel like I'm going to regret this. Yes. Why did your parents name you F. Dot? I have no idea. <laughs> Seems I, like no. a weird name to give somebody, but hey. Well, I mean, you were named after a Cretan, which isn't like. Well, my parents nice are very thing. nice people. Actually, my mom's a very nice person. <laughs> She's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, she is. So uh, I don't know. Um, but yeah, we're here, guys. You guys are here. We didn't have an episode last week. I did a brief discussion on Carrot Gate, which we're also going to cover later in the show. But, uh, yeah, you had, like, what, a 16-hour day prepping for the LAN, I think? Yeah, yep, 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 stuff like that. Yeah, it was pretty nuts, because Tuesday was the day before the players got there. Yep. So we, that's like, shit, Captain Coach is stuck in a airport in, you know, the Eastern Bloc. Yeah, and... like Bulgaria. <laughs> Yeah, and like, you know, oh, Zelia is riding a surfboard to America, and we got to figure out all that shit, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, no really last week, and man, I think we've just sort of been a victim of bad timing, because all this awesome stuff that's really interesting keeps happening as far away from our talk show <laughs> as possible. Like, Carrot Gate, 8 p.m. on Tuesday. We literally just finished talking about stuff, so. <laughs> but, we do have a lot to cover this week. So that's going to be fun, and I think the first thing is, well, what would make sense to talk about first would be the LAN. So yeah, let's talk about relegations. Relegations! Oh boy. Yeah, actually, it's actually really cool. We uh, just finalized, put the link in chat, we just finalized the whole broadcast schedule, so we'll be able to watch North America relegation start at 12 p.m. EDT, as usual. Mm -hmm. um, and that's Saturday, this Saturday, like, like... The one at the end of this week. Right away, we're getting into it. You get to see Cog take on High Five and Enemy take on Rival, which I think is hilarious. Rival, of course, is newly crowned. Uh, they were Team Yomi, uh, who are very, oh, cool. very, very good. Yeah, yeah Yomi Rival, is a good team. Yeah, they're they're good. I think I'm not sure about High Five, and by that I literally mean I'm not sure. I have not watched them as much of a, as I've watched Yomi or so, Rival now. Uh. The Eager Summer Classic, which has been happening the last two weeks and will also be happening next two weeks, Saturday, 2 p.m., uh, where a whole bunch of teams are competing in a tournament series, and at the end, there's a $3,000 plus prize pool, and you can increase that prize pool by going to teameagerstore.com and buying stuff, because your purchases really? will... Yeah, your purchases of our merchandise increase the prize pool for a tournament, which is pretty cool. That's actually really cool. You should buy me a t-shirt. No. <laughs> I'm not buying you a t-shirt. But, um, High Five faced off against COG Gaming, uh, or no, sorry, High Five faced off against COG XD in the first week of our tournament, and they lost. Now, Cognitive Gaming is, like, the same organization. The roster is maybe some question marks. David Fry has control of that team, so I feel like he's gonna put in whoever he feels can beat High Five. And Cog right. XD, to some extent, have proved that they can. Now, maybe High Five was just playing at a low ebb that week. I don't know. Um, and then last week, uh, which unfortunately was during the LAN, so um, it was really more for the players than the viewers, but uh, 
Cog Crusaders actually fell to a new team called Walla, which is incredibly annoying when you're casting. <laughs> That's gonna be awesome! He goes for two, he gets the triple, voila! Yeah, but if you say it too much, it stops sounding like a real word. That's the problem. You Dude. can't say it too many times. Anyway. I hope that, I'm sorry, I don't know who the hell they are. It's, I wish um, them luck. It's great, etc. I hope you don't fucking make the SPL so I can steal your name as a catchphrase. <laughs> That's true. It can't be my catchphrase No, nah, well, you're in the league. And I think that would be really cool. But, you know, we've got a, a couple of really cool teams up and coming that sort of, like, just formed. Uh, voila, Fat Chunks. <laughs> and then we've got these other teams in relegations that are also really cool. And in an A, COG Gaming, High Five, Enemy, and Rival. I'm really excited to see what happens. Really excited to see who COG and Enemy are going to play. Because they're up against the chopping block. And both teams have had... Roster situations. <laughs> roster situations. They're not like even roster problems. They're roster situations. Yeah. Situations is the best way to put it. It's pretty much been a revolving door. It's a carousel. That's really what it is. Revolving door yeah. is not descriptive enough. Well, not so the much with COG. Enemy has been a carousel. COG yeah. just only recently started to have issues. Right, yeah, I mean, yeah, Enemy has truly been the, like... Yeah, Enemy's been the carousel, COG has just sort of, like, I don't know, because they had problems at the start of the split, and they were good for a while, and now they're having problems again, so I can't think yeah. of any good analogies for that. <laughs> but, uh, and then in EU, Nice Watch versus Myrmidons, so a French team, which is really cool. Uh, it would yeah. be cool to have, like, a, a region-based team in the SPL for Europe. That's something that I think... We've had a couple of... Almost. It's like the yeah, Poppies yeah, yeah. almost did it, and the Broncos was all German, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so they almost did it. And Myrmidons is all French, you're saying? Uh, yeah, except for their jungler, Getfisher, is not French. Getfish! Okay. But, you know. <laughs> I don't know if he's still jungling for them, but I don't think he's actually able to play in their uh, relegations match, because I think he's still roster-locked. I don't know when that roster-lock breaks. I don't know either. Yeah. Symptom 7, though, I've seen a couple of times. They're very strong. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel it's interesting. Like I said, I haven't watched too much of Hype 5, but Rival, I feel like, can beat Enemy. I think that oh, Rival, yeah. previously uh, Yomi, I think that they are an SPL-level team, and I'm not so sure about Rival. Enemy like, it depends on, Yomi, as we said, what roster they bring. Yomi are just sort of the players that, like, why haven't they been on a competitive team yet? Or an SPL yeah. team yet, right? In, including TV, the sub. Like, I think yeah. all these players have, like... They're all even, competitive I, level. Yeah. So... But, I, I mean, that also is, like, there's a lot of competitive level players in the game. So, you know... Very true. Um, and, I, you know, and, and I think I think most of it, or, or most notably, when I looked into Yomi and I recognized a lot of the players... TV included, although he's not on the, he's not really on the scene. He's like a sub, and we all know how subs and smite work out, right? Yeah. Uh, I feel like these are the players, or the types of players, that the change of structure of prizing and essentially salary is going to help. Like, I feel like this team rival, this team Yomi, are the team that, like, maybe didn't have the opportunity to invest in Smite, and now, with the level that they're getting paid for the fall split, have that time and can justify yeah, yeah, it, you and can, we'll see you a higher You can justify level. spending a little bit more time, which is yeah. really cool. And, and I, what I think is really cool is we had that idea, right? That mm -hmm. this, this change is going to make this plausible, and it actually is. I'm very excited. I think Rival will be better than they are right now, should they get the opportunity to join the Oh, SPL. I have a question. 
that Shoot, baby. completely unrelated. Did Jigs actually go to the land event? Uh, yeah, Jigs was invited. Okay, because I, I just never like saw him. Yeah, I mean, well, he wasn't a coach. It was still the summer uh, summer split. Oh, oh, right. He's still he's still Rostock to Cog. Okay, no, not yeah, any longer. Means... Not any longer. But he was. That makes sense. Okay, cool. Anyway, yeah, sorry. It's actually really funny. Well, funny to people like me and you yeah. and sticklers of the rules. A uh, July twenty sixth, mm-hmm. Adonis tweets: former breaking news: former Cog support joins TSM as their coach. TSM jigs post summer split win. Can, <laughs> I linked that in the wrong space. I'll link it in chat. And it was it was really funny. I, I funny. immediately retweeted it. We, me and me and Kevin, we were standing on the stage and like you know we were very strict about what Jigs could and couldn't do. He wasn't allowed on stage during in between games. Coaches allowed on stage. Jigs was not allowed. Um, you know th- it was because he's a shitty situation. Yeah, he's not, he wasn't a coach. Yeah, he's, he's not a coach, situation. so you can't give him the benefits of being a coach. I mean, he lives in Georgia, right. so he could be there, but, like, Hyras didn't make him come there. Like, they didn't pay exactly. for anything. And that's, that's like, why... That's why... And shout out to APC, he really policed that really hard. That's why I thought it was really cool. A lot of people sort of looked at that situation where Jigs left COG, joined TSM as a coach, quote-unquote, but Hyras wouldn't recognize it. A lot of people were like, ah, oh, that's bullshit. But when it comes to land time, we can actually police that. At the end of the day, even if there was a rule against it, it's outlandish to think that admins are going to police your fucking mumble and make sure that Jigs are in there. Isn't that, isn't that Dan's <laughs> job? <laughs> yeah. The, Dan the office samurai lurks in your backyard at night with a, with an interceptor and sees what exactly you're talking and typing. He's got but, one of those, like, oh, man, <laughs> shitty, like, Fucking noise amplifier things that you listen to, where it's a big cone. With, with the, with the, yeah, yeah, with the cone. <laughs> it's a parabolic microphone. Yeah, that exactly. It's a parabolic microphone <laughs> sitting in your bushes. But like, really, he's also uh, he's also TMZ. So yeah, there you go. But when it comes time to land, we took it very seriously. Um, Jigs was allowed, sort of like in the backstage area, quote unquote, mm-hmm. during like before the land when it, the event wasn't happening. He's allowed to like hang out with everybody. Yeah, right? because like, like that's it's just like a sort player of... in the scene, right? Mm-hmm. Players can come when they're like Jeff Hinley came last land. Uh, he was commentating, but he was able to chill. So Jigs was allowed to hang out, but during the event he had to stay in the audience area. wasn't allowed on stage. wasn't allowed to coach at all. As far as in between games, like coaches like Dazer, coaches like Captain Coach and Bird, which was so. An does exception. that mean that TSM was like stuck on the stage and couldn't go talk to their coach as well? Um, it, I mean, you're. It's the way that rule is. If you have to go to the bathroom or like get up to go for a smoke, you can. But like. We frown on it to go ev- between every game. There's like a an informal, right. semi-formal, don't hold up the shit rule. So, so, yeah, so basically he could still do coaching like between days, you know, like... Exactly. All right, guys, I think you need to make these adjustments and stuff, but like you're not going to give him any hospitality. Exactly. He was not yeah. he was not invited as a coach by any means. He was invited as a friend and family of like, you know, Gars or the guys that live here in Georgia. Sure. Uh, you know, and, and he was he was treated the same as Shell, Allied's girlfriend mm-hmm. essentially. With respect, but when and, and Shell is also stage. a very important part of the coaching staff for AFK. I mean, I'd laugh at that joke, but the problem is somebody's gotta wake Allied up. <laughs> <laughs> somebody's gotta wake up. Alright. So and like 
I want to talk about relegations before we jump topics. I'm starting to I'm starting to develop ideas to to the path that we're gonna go. So first of all, some of these teams are making roster changes and stuff. We've already mentioned a few of them. Uh, we mentioned Carrot Gate and Cog Gate, uh, and and we'll talk about those real quick. But one of the other changes is Proxy QQ recently got unbanned thanks <laughs> to an appeal, and uh, according to a source I have, has already rage quit scrims, which man is fucking hilarious dude that's so upsetting i like mm, prox is a cool guy he really is yeah and i don't know i hoped that he would come back and be like yeah clean up his act i've grown but and and i mean I don't. I don't agree with the term "clean up his act" because there's a big difference between what Proxy got banned for and like being a douchebag in like a hyper competitive sure. scrim type environment, right? Sure. Neither of them are positive. I don't like. This isn't something he should get banned for, but this is something that like you know you're not gonna get people on think team. about. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's a reason he was on Team Kit. Here you go. T- today, someone was like, "If you couldn't work with any of the other guys, what would be your ideal team to work with?" And I said. I said Barracuda, Jeff, Stealth, Andy, and Divios. People are like, why? Like, Cyclone's the best player in the world. I'm like, because I would want to work with those people. They're mad yeah. chill. Oh, yeah. You know, like, who you're with as a team is super important. And there, there could be some great players that are a little bit harder to deal with, and that's worth it for some people. Some teams can deal with them, and some teams can't. Like, Proxy is probably on that line... At the very least, in terms of attitude, he's on that line, and I don't mm-hmm. know if he's proven that his results are, like, worth it for a lot of players. Yeah, and I feel the same about when you mentioned Cyclone. Like, Cyclone works perfectly on AFK with some Divios and Derpy, uh, because he works perfectly with AFK because, you know, when he gets a little, like, grumpy or whatnot, Allied can watch anime and connect with him on that level. And yeah. Our, our, are Cyclone, are Cyclone Spin and Weekend ever going to go out and, like, shop for dunks and play basketball together? Probably That not. would be amazing! I, I want to see that! For that. I would, and you know what? $8 Cyclone for 45 Spin? minutes? <laughs> yes, yes, the obligatory, <laughs> you gotta pay for it, Weekend joke. But, I would love to see Cyclone Spin on Week 2 just come out and be like, Yeah, so I watched a couple of videos and now, just, like, dribble through his legs and break <laughs> Weekend's ankles and just, slit, like, dunk it, and then, like... Flex his little pube stash and be like, Vulcania. I would absolutely <laughs> lose it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I would pay for that. But what I'm saying is the dynamic on AFK winds up being okay. <laughs> Even though Weekend and Cyclone are virtually opposites. Weekend is talkative and social and Cyclone likes to hang out in the corner and just do his thing. Like, and they work. brings them together and Incon works it. And as a unit, they wind up working out. Like, right, really whereas I think a team like the the classic Dignitas roster, right? Like, you had Tolly, Lass, and Zap, and they, like, were at the hotel bar. Right. And you had Best and Shadow Q in the room playing Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Or Toontown, or whatever. And that worked for such it, a long it, time. It, it worked, but, like, not entirely. Like, there was a split, right? Oh, of course. And, like, that can be okay, but it's not guaranteed to continue working, whereas when you have five dudes that just chill and mesh, like, right. that's really ideal. That's what you want. I wonder, You're not going to get it, though. I wonder what would happen if 
old Dignitas had a captain coach or what I believe is important for AFK, a Kiki. Someone who brings everyone to the middle. So me. Yeah, I guess so. No, that was supposed to be a joke. What the fuck? You're not supposed to agree with me. Well, I don't agree with you, but that's really harsh slander. I, <laughs> I didn't want to throw it at you. <laughs> yeah, you know what, Cred? I just think you're a shitty coach. Yeah, well, I made some dope quesadillas for lunch, so... Whatever. At least Captain I can be the Chef team coming chef. up next. Yeah, Captain Chef. Yeah, right, but, uh... name. Um, no, I mean, like... Yeah, that sort of making the team mesh is really interesting, and a player who is already displaying an attitude like what I have heard Proxy is doing is like, well, good luck getting on a team. Good luck making yeah. that appeal worth anything. Yeah, it's rough. We'll see where we'll we'll see where he goes. You know, it's all hearsay to me. Like, so I can't really report on it. I just I want to see what goes down. Yeah. I want to see if he joins the team and how that team does because that's that's really where you see things. So we'll see what happens to Mister Proxy. But the rest and, of relegation, you know, maybe guys, we'll see him in relegations. That would be kind of cool. Really? Well, I mean, those are the teams that are going to be changing their rosters, aren't they? I know that's true. God, I just started thinking about that. That is true. No, I, no one else oh. is going to change their rosters. Upcoming stars has holes. Night, Night's Watch probably has holes. Maybe they don't. I don't know. I don't know about Night's Watch. We'll see. I'm excited for Night's Watch because I think they're a good team. I heard I that the up. upcoming stars roster is going to be all of Old Legion. Hmm. I mean, it could be. That would be kind of funny. I would love it. <laughs> just like, <laughs> hey, look, it's Perticus. <laughs> <laughs> That, right. would be some, that would be some businessman shit, actually. That would. That would be cool. But, so that's one of the things that I think is one of the big problems with the results of Carrot Gate and Cog Gate, right? Like, you potentially have these players who... It, like, for example, between the spring and summer split, there was this whole big, messy relegation thing that I think mm -hmm. a lot of people didn't like, and... I didn't like it either, but it was a necessary evil. And one of the things that it did is it had two invite slots. Where hires could go, we'll probably put the 5th and 6th seed challenger teams in here, but we could put anyone. Right. So right now if a team forms, that's Bickham, Meerkat, DJ Pernicus, Aduro, and Words as Weapons. That team deserves like to go into relegations. Like that, Those are good enough players that they should probably go into but, relegations. I, but see, that's like a brand new team. It is a brand new team, but it's a brand new team so, of all SPL players. But that team didn't, like... Mm, I think it's easier to look at this if we look at it... If I give it to you with, with the analogy of music okay. and a band. Because, I'm tone deaf, but let's go. Because with, with teams, it's easy to say they were all part of the league, right? But, I mean, if a band is created by... Uh, you know, a guy from I'll avoid names. A guy, if a band is created with like Led Zeppelin guitarist, Deep Purple bassist, mm -hmm. uh, fucking lead singer of Guns N' Roses, you know, guitarist from Ozzy, right? Do they belong in the hall of, uh, in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? No, but no, but they deserve a record stars? label to sign them. Maybe you don't know that. Like players playing together. Is so much different than just good players. I mean, look at the Night's Watch. That's a team that deserves the relegation spot. They got shit on in the SPL. They don't deserve anything. 
right? Uh, so uh, I think it's really awkward to say that just because these players have gotten, just because these players were successful in the past in a different scenario on different teams surrounded by different players that they deserve to essentially cut in line the people that put seven weeks in in the Challenger Cup and strengthened their roster. We don't yeah, know but like that's vicious and delicious. But, but the relegations we're talking... I'm not saying that they should, like, take rivals' spot. That would be stupid. I'm saying right. that if you're going to have an expanded relegations, you could take the fifth seed spot or the sixth the problem, seed spot. The problem is it's a soft... It would have to be a soft invite which yeah. i personally am usually always against i agree with a, with i i think it's something that should usually not happen but i think there is conceivably a situation where like people get kicked off of a team and a super team is formed and before the fall split they should get a chance to relegate like yeah that has happened right like Origin and League of Legends, Team Secret and Dota, obviously those games have different systems, but, like, every so often, a super team just shows up. And I I feel like it's exciting to watch that throughout the Challenger Cup. It is. It just sucks when it's the Challenger Cup right before Worlds, and you're like... Totally. It totally does. But I think that creating a... I think that observing the rules and making it clear that there's a clear path is more important than... Okay. You know? Hey, here, here's my thing. So, so let's say that there's a team that's owned by a player, right? Now, this team owned is... Owned by or is captain? Owned by. Okay. Right? And what I mean by that is this team is not contracted to an organization, so it's not owned by... Cloud9 Jack or David Fry or whoever. It's owned right. by one of the players. It would be silly for Iris to force a group of 15-year-old European kids to incorporate. Because what are they going to do? Sue each other? It is cheap. It's cheap, but like... It's like 100 bucks on LegalZoom.com. That's besides the point. Keep going. Yeah, but like... It doesn't fix anything, right? Like... Like, so, the the owner's just like, you know what, DJ Pernicus, you've been with me this entire season, we did okay, but fuck you, you're off the team. Right? Yeah. That sucks for DJ Pernicus, because he's a player who probably should get a chance of, at Worlds, and some it, it, shitty little 15-year-old European kid just robbed him of that, completely. And, like, it's his bad for... To some extent, for the owner of his team kind of being a douchebag. Mm -hmm. And having the team be incorporated wouldn't help that because either one person owns it or it's some sort of split ownage. And then I don't think DJ Pernicus and our hypothetical 15-year-old European kid are going to start suing each other over <laughs> a smite team. Right. Um, I don't even think they'd have a case. <laughs> uh, it's... Uh... They might. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe Pern could bust out, like, Lionheart or something. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're all friends. I don't know. Um, but, but anyway, I think it sucks that someone can just get their shot at competing for Worlds completely robbed. I mean, it... it... 
It really does. And, and I guess there should like, be a recourse for that player of some kind. I mean, my heart is with you, but my brain or basically I I feel I'm always I'm always on the side of like when people say, "Oh, we shouldn't interview losers because they're sad that they just lost." I say they're professionals. That's their job. Right? If you want, if you want to, like, I'm not heartless. If you're like, look, dude, I need a minute, or like, not today. Yeah. Fine. But like, you can't just. No, I don't do losing interviews. Or even more egregious is the producers saying we won't do that because we feel sorry for them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. I don't care. Totally. I don't want. I don't. I don't look at like racist tweets from a player and say, oh, that's just them expressing themselves. I say you're a professional. You express yourself within boundaries and i think that's the same thing here where like that totally sucks that you can get the opportunity of worlds robbed from you but you're professional on both sides either you're the player that got kicked and like that fucking sucks see you later that sucks but like that's just how the cookie crumbles and then on the side of the captain i also entrust the captain a certain amount of your professional your goal is to win Right? Like, if you're kicking this player due to drama, it's because you think the drama is going to hurt your chances of winning. Sure. And you're going to get somebody better or equal of skill or well, slightly and, and, less I didn't really specify any reason, right? Like, it could just be Team Captain fucking hates somebody. Or whatever. Like, maybe right. he's just kicking someone because he doesn't like, like them. The, the thing about Carrot Gate and Cog Gate is it wasn't that bad. It happened, what, th- two weeks ago? Now? Mm-hmm. And yeah. we've got, what, another two weeks until the SPL starts? Yep. Like, that's really not a shitty time to kick someone off your team. That's the point where if for some reason they were relying on Smite as, like, a significant source of income and not having it could potentially stop them from being able to feed themselves. They've got four weeks before they'd even start making any money so they can get a job or whatever, right? Like... They have time to join another team in practice and maybe join a Challenger Cup team and maybe get in through relegations. But it could have happened in two weeks. It could have. You're right. It could have. It could have happened mid-split. It could have happened mid-split as well. And I, I think that is also part of the issue. Well, so mid-split's not as bad because, like, you still get paid for the games you played. Right? Like, mm-hmm. Aurora mm-hmm. played, what, two, three weeks? For us, two weeks for right, us. Right. He got paid for those two weeks. That's cool. Like, so you're not getting robbed really in that way. You know, you, you But how much but how much of that is one high res's business? And how it, much yeah, of yeah, that totally. is I mean, it's really hard to like I've talked to I I know the public story, I've talked to you mm-hmm. behind closed mm-hmm. doors, I've talked to Aurora behind closed doors, and it's all the same fucking yeah, you know, it wasn't a good fit. That's literally totally. what your public totally. thing, your public statement was said. So, what separates that from I don't like this guy, fuck him? Nothing. Nothing. Well, in really that situation, we're talking about mid split, and I'm saying that like kicking someone mid split's not really that bad. Maybe the roster lock system kind of sucks because just sort of like, right. oh, you don't get to play anymore, which mm-hmm. kind of sucks for some players, you know. Uh, I mean, it totally sucks. Yeah. But, but I think I think the real thing that sucks is is just between the split, a player getting dropped from his team, potentially right before his split, and like 
losing out on a chance to play Smite competitively, not being able to find another team, or, you know, at least they're not roster-locked. Like, getting kicked the first week is probably, like, the worst thing that could happen. Like, where it's like, oh, you're roster-locked? Oh, fuck Mm -hmm. you now. That would be really awful, but, uh... I don't know, man. But, I mean, how do you make a rule... How do you make a rule preventing that? Okay. Without penalizing teams... For for needing to kick a player in the first week, I think I actually have a solution for this because I talked about it last week. Um, so every player that's roster locked gets a small percentage of total winnings as sort of like payment for being roster locked to the team. Call it three percent, right? Because like okay, that's like prevents you from joining any other team, right? So like that should be an investment of some kind that should reward you in some way. Otherwise, it's just sort of like, oh, you're locked. I mean, I guess so, but then how are you... But then you are theoretically penalizing teams that are doing everything possible to win if everything possible includes multiple roster changes, right? So, like, the team that... The team that makes a roster swap every fucking week, which is outlandish and the wrong way to go about it, but the team that's doing that you're penalizing them for taking steps to get better. I don't which think is so. Rough. That's. I, I mean, don't think that's, so because everyone's dis- still getting. You're, but every- you're disincentivizing because everybody's paycheck goes down. Yeah, but it's also which is well, not so much really, right? Because so so let's say it's three percent, right? So you've got five players. It's fifteen percent of your total earnings. Just to split between the players. Assuming nobody kicks, it doesn't. Nobody gets kicked. It doesn't matter. You have right. one more player onto your team. Three percent of that total goes away, so it's eighteen percent. And now what? Eighty-two uh, percent is paid out between everybody, and it's still mm-hmm. split based on however much you play. Now, if you have a team with like ten players on it, that's thirty percent of their total winnings. That's still split, but like players are, would still be getting paid based on how much they pay. So yeah, maybe the player who's there every week would lose would like get paid less but i think that is a smaller price to pay than having some player on your first week just roster acting completely fucked out of everything out of potentially a career i mean yes and no i i would argue that the time not being played it, it also is on. more valuable it also than 3%. prevents a situation like where Shadow Q was roster locked to Dignitas and cannot play for any other teams despite not being on the main roster intentionally. True. And that's really shitty. Yeah. That that is shitty, but unfortunately that's I mean, we see it in traditional sports. We see yeah, it in and totally. Right and now. it's something that could Uzi's still exist. The for OMG. And it, it's something that could OMG. still exist, but it would also ensure that the player is like getting some sort of compensation. I suppose. I, I, I would I would love you know, that's one of those questions. That's one of those things where I think players would support it when they get kicked and players would not support it before they get kicked. Like if I were to go and ask all the teams that don't get that, that aren't a part of this whole roster fuckery, if I were to ask these teams that have been together for a long time if they would do that and put three percent to everybody on their bench, I think you'd get a fat no. Hmm. But if I, if you were to, well, ask it's not Odoro everybody on their bench. It's everyone and... who's roster locked to them, which is right, right, that, that, right, right, right. Of course, yes, everybody who's roster locked to them, which 
is technically the bench, but I see why you made that distinction. Yeah, yeah. I'll respect it. Um, versus if you ask people like Adoro or not even people that have been in a compromising situation like him, but people just on the lower end of the spectrum as far as standings are concerned, upcoming stars, etc., I think they're more likely to say, you know what? I could definitely see some shithead put me on the bench. Yeah, I like that. I think that's a situation that you'll definitely see a schism between the players. Well, but I feel like the top teams aren't benching anybody anyway. They're not. They're not. But so in the event them. that they would have to, I think it would affect. I, I think that they would think towards that way. Eh, maybe. I don't know. I mean, at the same time, you play a sub, they get paid a percentage of winnings. Mm -hmm. Like, Sam yep. Shrew probably made Mad Bank for that one game he lost. <laughs> right? So, who knows? Oh, poor Sammy. Oh, poor man. little Sammy. It just, like, I, I just think that the current system has this big hole. Well, I think it has two big holes, and I'm aiming them to the second one. The big <laughs> hole is just, like, dude, someone gets locked to an SPL team, they get kicked off, and they just can't do anything. And that sucks. Yeah. And there's, like, they're not getting anything for not doing anything. It's just sort of like, nope, fuck you, you don't get anything, you can't do anything, and that sucks. Uh, and... I feel like it also sucks for players to get... Maybe there should like, be an appeal system to allow those players to be played on a non-conflicting roster. A roster lock appeal? Yeah, sure. Sure. Like, But they would only be able to play Challenger Cup because collusion is scary. Yeah, yeah. Collusion is scary as hell and like roster locks are important for that. Like, but, that's the reason. But that's like, the reason. Totally. But yeah, maybe like an appeal system to allow people to play Challenger Cup. Sure. Something like that. I just, like, I, dude, if Aurora could have played on a Challenger Cup team this split, like, he would have been such a good pickup. That would yeah, but sick. I'm glad he fucking didn't. He did great at the land. Well, he could have still gone <laughs> to the land. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there's no reason, like... He'd have to play, though. Nanton couldn't. Uh, I mean, there's plenty of reasons. Well, there are plenty of play. reasons Nanton couldn't do that, <laughs> but... Mostly because him and Weekend would, like, start a fist fight. And, you know, I'm actually convinced that if they met at land, they would hook up. Really? Yeah, I ship it. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Dude, but... it's happened before. You, you know Techno Viking? Like, like, Techno like the Viking. meme from 2003? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know where, like, this, like, uh, guy in a black shirt, like, tackles some shake and then Techno Viking shows up and is like, Get out of here, right? They got yeah. married. Well, yeah. There's precedent, That's dude. Adorable. It could happen. It is adorable. <laughs> yeah, so, anyway. But, I, you took me down your weird anime path. Where the hell were we? <laughs> uh, yeah, so the other thing is, and, and uh, this didn't really happen in either situation, Carrotgate or Coggate, and it just Can sort we of... stop gating? Can we stop gating? No. Um... Half of these people are more familiar with the suffix gate for StarCraft strategies than they are with fucking Watergate. It's actually, yeah, I know, it's funny, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> man, what happens if four players want to kick a coach and a coach wants to kick four players? Or, uh, not a coach, a, a captain. A captain wants to kick four players, right? Who, who wins? What happens uh, so if a captain wants to kick four and all four want to kick the captain? Yeah. The, the captain wins. Right. Like... But Depending like, on who you should ask, there be a system to decaptain somebody? I guess, I guess that's what I'm saying is there should be a system to unwillingly decaptain somebody. So you can't just be like, oh, we're gonna kick this guy, and then you tell him you're gonna kick him, and he's like, well, I'm the captain, so I'm benching you all and importing the roster of 
don't know. Six I mean, Sigma. yeah, mutiny rule. I wrote it down. It's something that is scary, so I won't like. I need to sit down and have a discussion before I like commit to it. Totally. Right? But it's definitely on like you know my list. Well, of, and, and, uh, and part of the problem is, and I want to make this clear for everyone watching and everyone thinking about this, right? Like. The ruling that Harris has put in place, where a non-sponsored team is owned by the team captain, right. is the best possible ruling there is. Yeah, I mean, without a doubt. The reason is just because it's policeable. Much like... Much like... Twi uh... Jigs coaching TSM online, that's impossible to police, but when they yeah. come to land, we can police the fuck out of it. You know, so like why, you know, why is he not recognized or whatever? Because that's what we can do. That's what high res can do. I think it's impossible to police any other system. Three fifths of the team is that's that was a problematic situation where like you had to have three fifths of your original team because then you get people. And that also like and... just becomes like you just go out and get your friends who are, like, on the bench once. They're like, look, this guy supports me, so we're at, now we're three-fifths. And it also, like... Exactly. Man, someone suggested, oh, the three-fifths rule should be between seasons, too. No! No! It shouldn't be between <laughs> seasons. You shouldn't have to only replace people two at a time between yeah. splits. Like, that's dumb. It's, it's, real, it's real dumb. And, I mean, like, that's really... At the end of the day, like... This makes me sort of like the big bad wolf, but somebody said in chat, why does everybody care so much about feelings? It's kind of where I'm at. I don't yeah. care if, like, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I will care when it's a friend of mine, right? But mm -hmm. frankly, I don't care if someone loses their money for a split and they get fucked out of joining another team and they are screwed and I, I think eventually the movie. there's a point where someone gets fucked so hard that like there's a moral obligation for the rules to do something about it i i, I suppose like, like that's I'm not there yet yeah i haven't i don't know what it is you know maybe like if someone was just like right before the split starts and his team was like actually we're somehow roster locking to you, you to us and you're not going to get to play a single game and haha fuck you like yeah. That's like probably the line. I don't think that can even happen. And to be fair, to be fair, all leagues, including our own, has a giant fucking asterisk over it saying, "Irish can do whatever the fuck they want." If we think you're bullshit, we can do whatever we want. Like, yeah. And I mean, just to use a huge example, the NBA. I'm using sports for a reason because mm -hmm. it's so established. The they made a trade. And it was, like, clear that Team A was getting the better end, Team B was not. And what happened, like, the thing is, Team B wanted to lose that year. So they got rid of their good people, and Team A wanted to win. So they took their good people. And the guy, and the guy in charge was like, no, veto. There's no rule, like, there's just a big asterisk in yeah. the NBA that says he could do whatever the fuck he wants. He declined the trade because of basketball reasons. If somebody got fucked like that, if Payne DeVion kicked his entire team and drafted his immediate family because they all needed to make a paycheck, that would yeah. be declined because of smite reasons, right? There's this big ass asterisk at the end of the day. Yeah. So totally. There totally is that that big clause where I'm totally waiting smoked, for someone to like happen. summon their girlfriend so they can just make like more <laughs> SPL money or something. <laughs> 
And I mean, like, there's got to be a loophole. It'll be admin decision. Like, if she clearly yeah. doesn't know what's going on, look, that's in, that's that falls under non-competitive clause. Yeah, you're trolling. You're being a douchebag. You get smoked. Yeah, right? sure. Like, that's what that's for. That's so important. And so, for like these intense examples. That's what there's a giant asterisk admin discretion for. But in general, I don't really care about your feelings, unfortunately. Okay, as long so as I get the best league possible. Here's my question. What is the what is the ideal way to do roster changes on a team? How do you do it professionally without being a dick to your team? Like, without burning bridges or, or whatever. What is the best kind of roster change? The best kind of roster change, in my personal opinion, and it varies in team t- with... Uh, team atmosphere and team chemistry and everything. You, I think the best way possible is to approach the person and let them know that they're on the chopping block. Like, look, Wolfie Solo, you're not what we want right now. You either need to step it up in this direction or, like, tell them why you're replacing them and give them an opportunity to fix it. Like, look, Wolfie Solo, we're replacing you because we need somebody that's more communicative and more mechanically gifted. Give them a week to try to figure it out. If it's not there and you still need to replace them, fucking replace them. Sorry, dude. Like, this is professional gaming. Like, baseball players don't get sad when they get released. Sure, they make a bazillion dollars, so it's not exactly a great example. But, like, you you can't... It's as much business as it is a game at this point, especially with the money that people are making in the SPL now. It's about business. It's about money. Your first place team goes to Worlds to compete for over a million dollars. Like, that's not something... If I'm on a team with my little brother, if he's making us lose, he's staying at home. And I'm drafting that kid we hate, as long as it works for the team. And yeah. that's how it should go. I mean, that's it's it's one of those things where the age and the, the average level of maturity is being shown right now. And I don't mean to call people out. I don't think it's a bad thing that people are young. Mm-hmm. But I think that with this conversation, that my stance on it when I was in the ninth grade on a team would be much different than now. Because there's all these politics and dramas and you don't want to lose your friends. And that's a really big deal. But at the end of the day, you're able to make a living off of what the SPL pays per split as long as you do it all year round. You supplement it with some streaming. You win Worlds. That's the beginning of a career. That's well, you're not going to win Worlds. That man already did that. <laughs> but that's something tangible. And yeah, if you're yeah, worried yeah. about your friend's feelings and whether or not they're going to retweet your tweet or slander you on Twitter more than you are about the ability to win, the prestige in that, the rec- the recognition and marketing in that, and the raw paycheck, you have your priorities in a fuckery and you need to go back to the drawing board and acti- figure out what's important. It's acting like an adult is really what it exactly. is, right? It's, you know... Roster changes aren't like breaking up with your high school girlfriend. What I mean by that is, you should talk to her, <laughs> you shouldn't just cheat on her. I mean, yeah, I, I always come back to the way, and I'm sorry, Shing, you're probably out there watching. And to be fair, Shing is not like, he's not a leader. I always go back to the way Shing rashed Wolfie. Well, Wolfie showed up to play on Saturday for the tournament, was told, you've been replaced. Yeah. Like, that's just, that's not the way to do it. And that's the way I, you know, that's the way you break up with your high school girlfriend. 
You know, you uh, you date Mary, and then Mar- and then you show up at the dance with Mariah and go, oh yeah, sorry, right? Like that's not that's how right, you yeah. do it. Yeah, you got to grow exactly. up, man. <laughs> and it just has know. to be on the level. And and, exactly. and and the thing is, and this is important, a team that cannot act on the level when it comes to something like replacing people will not succeed. Because you're displaying the sorts of character flaws that break trust in each other. And when yeah. you break trust, you're just going to feed uncontrollably. I don't know why it works <laughs> like that, but it just does. Like, the moment you stop trusting each other, everyone starts feeding. Um... I mean, trust is inherent, like, trust is so important. We, I, I use that in commentary all the time. The, the Poseidon players. You want to you want to know how your relationship is going with you yeah. and your girlfriend? You you have her play Poseidon and you play a stun god or Ra, right? You have your girlfriend play Poseidon and Ra and you play a stun god. See if there is a delay in that burst damage when you stun. Uh-huh. See if they trust you to land that Thor wall or if they think you're going to fuck up and miss. That right there is the trust. <laughs> if you don't have it, you it's it spells trouble. Right. And, you know, if you even have a really good relationship, they'll know exactly which combo to use, because sometimes your stun doesn't last enough for Ra to do the one for you. Sometimes they just have to use the four, and then you know things are going really well. But, alright. Let's talk about LAN. LAN? Yeah. Trust on LAN? Yeah, 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 trust on LAN, sure. So, uh, Dazer whipped out the socks and sandals. Uh, Dazer wore Dazer wore socks and sandals and these like faded old navy like palm tree shorts the entire weekend. The Disgusting. entire weekend. Disgusting. It was, it was. I mean, to be fair, Jeff wears those black and red cog esque shorts every time he plays. Yeah, so I know, like dude. That. He looks so good in like that video, and then he just ran away in basketball shorts. So I was like, why are you wearing a shirt with basketball shorts? Just... <laughs> Oh my! Somebody, somebody rasped somebody on Twitter. They were like, "What it's like when I see Mr. Mackey on my team?" Yeah, and it was just Jeff. Like, <laughs> <laughs> shouts to Mr. Mackey. Did great, but I could yeah. not love that. It's so good. I could not. So love good. That it was, was so good. Shouts to Walrus for making that uh, that tweet. No. Oh, then I didn't like it, Walrus. It made me cringe. Actually. Yeah. I I hate how it just gets every day. Someone retweets it. Someone new. So it just keeps showing up on my timeline. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was it was funny, but but so land was land was pretty outlandish. That it was actually really cool to see. Uh, we got a lot of um, footage like that. Jeff was able to do that, and Reels was able to do that. Um, getting away from getting away from the meat and potatoes. That smite. Uh, I was announced at the land that there would be a they would at Gamescom show their fantasy shooter, and a lot of the pros got to play it, yep. which was really fun. Uh, they had good things to say. Unfortunately, nobody can say anything more than they had good things to mm-hmm. say because it's all secret. Yeah, I heard. Uh, I heard that uh, some of the teams just spent the whole time practicing the fantasy shooter instead of <laughs> practicing the smite. I mean, yeah, and it's funny if I told you the team, you wouldn't believe it was fucking Team Solo mid. Like, all right, let's talk about TSM real quick. They've got Pernicus. TSM has this thing. They do have Pernicus disease. Pernicus disease is from the launch, uh, where Pernicus was, like, one of the analysts, and he, like, didn't show up for anything. Walks out on the day, like, sits down, someone puts the mic in his ear, and he kills it. 
It was fucking amazing. Yeah. And everyone was mad because he didn't do shit. He just showed up, yeah. killed it, and left. And like he like flew down and was like, "Yo, I'm gonna go visit my sister in South Carolina. Peace the fuck out." <laughs> and then we were all bugging. And then the day he comes in, he's just like, "Yeah, you know, this is my perfect rendition on the analyst desk, and I did fantastic." And everybody's just like, "God damn it, <laughs> <laughs> fucking and that's, burn!" It's pretty much what TSM did. I mean, fucking. Uh, they were on Twitter. They were on Twitter. Uh, so, so basically, the story. It did. It, it did leak onto Twitter. I think that was just to lure everyone into a false sense of security. <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean, the story behind it all. If you guys missed it, basically, Divio showed up to the Divio showed up to the studio, which. Hi, Rez. We give most of the teams, with this amount of teams, it's, we're able to handle it. Uh, each team gets a room to, like, scrim and practice in. Divio showed up at, like, 9.30 a.m., and his team showed up at, like, 5 p.m. after just fucking around. And Divio's is like, where the hell is everybody on Twitter? And everybody's like, well, you're playing ARC. And he's like, you're not here to practice. And they didn't really practice a lot. And then... You can't shit on them because they won, and they won with fervor. They yeah, they like, did. Accidentally win. Here's the thing. All of TSM has boost syndrome. <laughs> the less they play, the better they are. By the way, I want to officially say that uh, that tweet by Vicium, the one with Meerkat looking like Mandark, mm. or no, 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 the fucking guy from Recess, it's 100% accurate. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh... Yeah, man, they have they have boost disease. The less they play, the more they practice. But here's the thing. Each team, each good team is going to have, like, a way that they approach the game. Something that they do that makes it, that works for them. Yeah. That can yep. be scrimming for two hours and playing roughs the whole time. I, I, and I... if you're judging them for that, you're a fuckboy. And you don't understand how playing competitive games works. Because exactly. scrimming six hours scrimming six hours works for some people. It's fucking amazing for some people. They grind, they yep. get into it, they learn everything. And for some people they just burn out and play like shit. You'll be able to notice like that's the thing. If TSM lose a pick ban phase or don't ban a specific god that you know a player is good at you can blame them for not doing their homework. If TSM sure. routinely miss their abilities, you can blame them for not putting hours in the gym and getting their mechanics on. But they don't. No. <laughs> they, they, they approach the they game in... They know how to approach the game. They know what the best way for them to approach the game is, and they do it. And that's what counts. It's that simple. Like, there's a point where Divius tweeted out, Maybe it was Gars. It was like a week before the LAN, and he was like, yeah, Boosh still hasn't played this new patch. It was before the Hitbox tournament. Boosh went into the Hitbox Invitational not having played the new patch. Something like that. Now, that's probably shitty, and I think if that was an SPL game, I would probably judge him on it, but it was an Invitational, and I don't care. But also, like, he did fine. Because it's Boosh. Like... Like, they know how to approach the game, everyone does it differently, and if you're judging them based on how much they play, or if you're judging them based on how they practice, how much they practice, when they practice, and what they do, you're a fuckboy, that's not your job, and you don't understand, like, how they work and what they do, like, 
they do. Yeah, exactly. There, there, there are multiple routes to get to the same place, and you know, a team like Eager. I, I mean, you guys scrim high caliber teams a lot of the time, and that's yeah. sort of your thing. As our chat gets taken over by, well, there's D one face. I'm good with the D one face, but uh, <laughs> I like Bulldog. I, I, you know, so does Nick Pie. But like you guys, you guys scrim. What is it? Cla- uh, fucking AFK. Yeah, yeah. You guys scrim AFK, and and so. Part of AFK's, you know, everybody succeeds differently. AFK can have and will rage quit streams, uh, scrims, right? Like, they're just, look, this isn't working out. Fuck, we're pissed. We need to, like, yeah. step away for the night. We're just not doing it. Fuck you, we're out. Yeah, it does that a lot. And other teams don't, right? And it's really easy to say, oh, well, AFK should be more professional and they should stick around and blah, 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 blah. But they also know their mental fortitude and leaving is not, you know... Sorry, yeah, they... that sucks for you guys, Eager, when you want to scrim some more. But that's how AFK is able to be where they're at. By being able to say, look, sometimes we need to piece the fuck out, grab a beer or whatever the hell, you know, watch some anime. Yeah. And and just put our feet up and forget about mm-hmm. the game for a night. And Bush, Bush needs to play 40 hours of League of Legos before he can play some Hearthstone. Whatever, dude. Yeah. <laughs> whatever, dude. So, that, so was Bush allowed to play Hearthstone on his iPad? During... Yeah. Death. Wait, did you see Wolfie's tweet about Boosh? I did not. Oh man, it was so good. It was so good. I gotta find it because I know I retweeted it. It was so good. This show has this show has devolved into. Did you guys see that tweet? Yes, yes, it has <laughs> because this was too good. Um, Shouts to Met Yankee in the chat while you find that tweet. Met okay. Yankee is on Team Yomi, now known as uh, Team Rival or Rival G. I don't know these gaming. I never know if it's Team. Esports gaming or whatever the fuck you guys are, but Rival sponsored him. He's from Long Island, like Jeff Finland, myself. Good luck in your relegation match. I actually think, personally, if you ask me, I think we're gonna see one of the first relegation changes with that team. All right, it was actually something that Wolfie said in uh, Twitch chat, and someone screenshotted it and tweeted it. And so there's this point during the land where <laughs> Bush was just looking down, and the casters were like, "What is he doing?" Why is he looking down? And Wolfie and Twitch chat just says, Boosh is doing a line of Adderall time to fuck. Dude, (laughs) Boosh, I gotta call my man Boosh out. Boosh drank 20 Red Bulls a fucking day. (laughs) Don't even need Adderall. Shit. No, he did. I swear to God. Like, that kid, I mean, I saw him coming to the bathroom and he was just like... Just shaking, like, how you doing, Bush? Good, <laughs> yeah, ramen, Uller. just like fucking bugging out, man. <laughs> I remember Gandhi actually asked him, dude, are you all right? And he's like, yeah, <laughs> like just played his, played his face off. I mean, frankly, it's been a long time since we, since like commentators really said Bush a lot. And I think this land, he stepped it up. I don't, I don't recommend him to pound as many fucking Red Bulls as he did, but yeah, dude. <laughs> Whatever works. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> what is? It was fun. A Marshall, instead of releasing little like ghosts, every ghost was a Sean Kuei that was alting. Well, it'd be like. Yeah, but there'd be like 200 of them. It would be amazing. Sounds awful. I should be a game designer. All right. No. Uh, so, yeah, Snoopy, though, at the LAN. I think, I think he was he was really the most notable player of TSM. He looked fucking amazing. Has he been working out? 
Uh, was actually, it P90X? No, no, no. no. On, a, on a serious note, mm -hmm. and Snoopy, uh, I talked to him about this. Snoopy has been on a pretty intense diet. So, Snoopy had some pretty awful eating habits. Um, yeah. I mean, we're gamers, we all do. But Snoopy lived with Adonis in the sweatshop, the P-Boys for a while, and kind of just lived on, like, Domino's and Coca-Cola. Mm -hmm. And, like, was not in a healthy spot. And so, he moved back home. And he's been on, like, he's he works out multiple times a week. He's been on this, like, pretty intense diet. He's lost 30 pounds since the spring finals, which is really intense when you think it's, like, two months. Yeah. Right? And it, and he's lost it healthfully, like I said, working out and diet. And fucking, that's, he credit, he credit, like, I asked him, I was like, hey, man, you did fantastic. How'd you step it up? Like, unofficially, you know? And he was like, yeah, dude, it's a combination of just, like, I'm feeling myself right now. I took mouse acceleration off for the first time last week, and I feel a lot healthier, which makes your mind feel healthier. Mm -hmm. And, like, the proof is in the pudding, dude. I think you – I mean, you guys have always heard me commentate. I don't shit on Snoopy because there's no reason to, but yeah. I don't say Snoopy's name a lot, and I don't really – Well, I don't listen I was to commentate, never... but I'll take your word for it. I hate you. I was never overly impressed with Snoopy. He always did exactly uh -huh. what his team needed. He never was bad and all that nonsense. But I was never like there was never a Divios moment for me or a or a Cyclone spin moment for me. And I think this weekend he showed me that like holy shit, yeah, you are one of the better hunters in the world. Like he killed it. And I think all three of those things. I mean, sometimes you just feel yourself, right? Sometimes you're just good and on and. I think that was a big part of it, but the diet, huge deal. Uh, like like he said, he just has more energy now. He just feels more healthy. And the dude took mouse acceleration off like last week. <laughs> Which, so, yeah. what about like, Europe, I... this land? First time <laughs> in a long time Europe has beaten an N18. Um, it doesn't count because Barracuda was sick. It counts. It's unfortunate, but it counts. It doesn't count. Totally counts. I'm going to straight up say it doesn't count. I can go to esports.spikegame.com and find out who won, and it doesn't say Barracuda. It doesn't have an asterisk. Um, of course it doesn't say Barracuda, because he didn't play. He did play. He played one game, and he won that game. Dude, so, all right. This was, you guys want to hear one of the coolest behind the scenes. So we're sitting there, and I'm casting that set. Yeah. It's me, and it's Bart, and it's Marcus. No, 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 no. It wasn't that. It was the first round. So it was me, Aurora, and I forget who was sitting second chair. It doesn't matter. But we're sitting there. Second chair doesn't matter. Pretty much. So yeah. we're sitting there, and, and we're, we're commentating, and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. It's cloud nine, and Paradigm's winning. They're doing well. And then the game ends, right? And it's going to game three. Paradigm's mm -hmm. up 2-0. He's up 2-0. And Paradigm's clearly gonna win. Nobody looks happy. And Yannick just Yannick just comes calls me over. The second the camera goes down, he calls me over and he goes like, "Yo, Barracuda." He has his phone in his hand. And he says exactly like this. Hey, Afton. Barracuda says he's on his way. Is there any way we can make that? And before he finished, I pushed him out of the way. <laughs> ran to the stage. Literally, that kid weighs like six pounds. I yeah, I know back. he does. He's tiny. I, I pushed him out of the way, and I ran up to the stage and I was like, "APC." Can we hold it? The champ is on his way. I was so hyped for this to happen. <laughs> Dude, I was so hyped. Yeah. And, like, I told Dan. And I told Cooper. 
who told Dan, and then you saw like two admins and me book it out of the room to find APC. Right, right. And like, and so they asked Paradigm if they would like, you know, do you mind waiting another five minutes? Because that's important. That's yeah, totally. You know, that's the layup game. They that's can the say they can say no. Yeah, they could have been like, no, fuck you. And points to Paradigm because they also they felt when they won, they were like, you know, we wish we could have played against Barracuda the whole set. Totally. They 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 thought that they deserved it, and I think that they would have won in five if Barracuda was there. I think the Paradigm did have a chance. Uh, we got one and a half good Barracuda games, which was cool. But so, admins and me run out. We find APC, and then he's like, "Yeah, I mean, ask the other dudes. Go for." It. And I go, I'm like, sweet. They immediately run a production. They're like, we need the handheld camera, and they were like, we just don't have it. And I was really sad because I wanted the guy outside. Yeah, and then when Barra comes in, just like follow him, like wrestling style. That'd be amazing. I I was so mad. This was the first event that we didn't have. The guy's name is John. We didn't have John on the like the the wireless. They call yeah, it yeah, yeah. It I've looks like it. Terminator. Yeah, yeah, he does awesome shots. But like we've been working on like it's weird upping the production value but lowering the manpower. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, so is but, there going to so be a drone? Uh. What's it? Maynard has a drone. Dustin has a drone. Wait. We've used it before. Good. Keep it up. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so the question is, and I I think the question everyone wants wants to know is, if Barracuda wasn't sick. Well, first of all, Barracuda was sick. He played the first game on Adrenaline, like, done. Yeah. And it ran out. And that was, like, obvious. I mean, the dude had food poisoning, like... Yeah, and I mean, it's. I've been there. Brandon's mm-hmm. been there. We talked. Bart's it, been there. We talked about it. Yeah, I mean, you're just. You just. You have no energy. Yeah. And Barracuda was. Like I said, I, I talked to him right before he went on. He's like, dude, I'm feeling good. Because I was like, you know, you need water. What the fuck do you need? He's like, I'm good. I'm fine. Let's fucking win. And then they go and they fucking win. And then I talked to him game two. He's like, I'm good. I'm fine. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. And you saw yeah. it halfway through. Halfway through, he just fell off. And that's unfortunate, but... He just disappeared. Yeah. And I am so I am so excited and proud that that's what, that, that that's what he did. Yeah. I think that Cloud9 should be very excited. Because these things happen, and that really sucks. And thank God it's not Worlds. And I mean, call me crazy, but for Worlds, maybe you have, like pre-made meals right like yeah maybe you just take every precaution but you get a taste tester right yeah <laughs> honestly seriously yeah but but like i think mr Mackey handled it great being able to step up and like sure he kind of like blew in the hunter role i think he did what he's supposed to do in solo but for all the hate he got for the crazy like oh shit because this because you're like, going in like not practicing yeah basically. i mean he like and Mackey had practiced and scrammed and does well, but like yeah, I mean not... he's a good player, but like yeah, it's not like Barrow who was like getting ready and scrimming the night before and all that shit, you know. So what I thought was the coolest was Mackey at a moment's notice because it was so sudden was like, yeah, I'm down, I can play. Got mad hate for it on the Reddit, and I didn't see all I saw was smiles out of the dude. Yeah, like and you know I talked he to him, and he's like, I'm like yeah, dude, it totally sucks, but we're professionals here, and we're gonna get him next time. And I was like, goddamn, that's mm-hmm. a pro. Yep. And, like, just Barra being able to come out of the hotel and do his thing, that's a pro, right? Like, that's what I want to see yeah. out of our team. So, right. they didn't do and well, but shouts to Cloud9. It gave Europe a win that they wouldn't have otherwise done. 
I feel differently. I thought Paradigm played so damn well, and I didn't think there was any I chance think, to tell that they would. I think it was clearly evidenced from the performance on in the later games and on the second day in the fifth place match that C9 had a lot of stuff prepped. Yeah. I think Cloud they were really ready for this land, and I think they very well could have won. Yeah, I agree. I don't think, like, I think the Cloud9 versus Paradigm would have been very tight, and Paradigm might have taken five more Cloud9. I, I think it's just sort of a situation where, like, like, Paradigm got to the finals. That's awesome. They're great players. They deserve it. I just feel like it Man, it's just not as real of a win, right? Like, it still counts. They still won, but, like... No, I feel you. Barrel totally... wasn't there. That's all you have to say is Barrel wasn't there. Yep. I totally feel you. And, I mean, it, it's, it sucks, but, you know, that's the reality of it. And it's one of those questions because I truly believe that Cloud9 being healthy, Paradigm being healthy... That we would have a five-game series, and I think Cloud9 has the edge, but Paradigm can pull shit out of their ass to win. Yeah, they can. Well, but Paradigm I think, I think C9 was ready to do that, which was cool. I also yeah. found it hilarious that, so Bart tweeted, like, at me and Ponpon, and it was like, oh, where's Double Jungle? Where's the Kali build? And, like, both <laughs> of them happened. Yeah, Double Jungle sort of happened. I mean, I feel like it was still, like, and the in in strategic the infinite infancy, and the Kali build kind of sucked. Like I think it, the Kali build it, so, lost so, games for Paradigm, dude. No, 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 no. Well, that was a different Kali build. So, okay. so, so there were two Kali builds that happened. There was one where like Cyclone built a shit ton of pen items. He had like Executioner, Beatstick, Titan's Bane. Yeah, which yeah, wasn't yeah. really the Pon Pon Kali build. It was just like he built a a ton of pen. Like he just wanted a lot of right, pen. right, right. Yeah, and yeah. then and then there was the Cuvo Kali build, which is really interesting. The dude had like what 40, 50 power? Well, power it, wasn't, sucks, it just wasn't strong. But like, right. No, I mean, so it is no... strong. It is strong, and here's why. Here's why. Oboe, in all situations, at all points, no matter what you have, is the single highest damage item in the game, as long as you're counting AoE damage. Even when it shoots for, like, 25 yeah. damage? Yeah. Yeah. It's that good. Like, the mm. item is just completely incredible as long as you count AoE damage. And Kali's hit chain makes it 50% better. Right, right, right. So, if you want a bit... Like, it's basically turning Kali into Zhangqui or Zeus, where you're just doing damage to everyone. And that's really interesting. But The, but the it, problem is that's not the, the point of is... Kali. Exactly. And but, like... like, you can kind of make it work... Because, so what Kali... The but point it of, didn't they get shit on! Well, yeah, but I don't know if that's like... And he was the win condition. It, but they won against Titan with it. And, like, he one-shot Prime. Or, like, damn close. Like, like I guess the point is that Kali still has enough damage to kill her target... Uh, to kill somebody. It's obviously not trying to all-in the target the same way, like, most Kali builds are. It's, yeah. It's different. Or not even all- I I, I and, and, and when I say all-in the target, I'm not talking about her passive. I'm talking about, like, I have to kill the Scylla, right? Like, your passive's gonna be on Sobek, because it's always on fucking Sobek. It really is. I, I will give Zinder and said so. yeah, Kali also mm -hmm. has a 50 fucking power steroid. Yeah, So it's also true. that. 
everybody always forgets that incense, the stun, mm-hmm. is a huge steroid. Yeah, yeah. But like, it, it's just it's an alternative way to play the character that's interesting. So what Kuvo was doing was he wasn't playing Kali, he was playing Oboe. And he picked a yeah. character with a 50 power steroid that can stay alive for five extra seconds. He was playing oboe. He literally was just playing he the likes, oboe. He likes the tone of deep woodwinds. <laughs> he does, dude. He's a double reading. I thought jungler. it was cool to see that anyway. I thought that was some cool, some of the more unique stuff. Uh, you know, the other thing that I saw about the land that I think is funny is we had this land, we had great play from a lot of great teams. I still don't know what the fuck to start in my conquest casual matches. I just do the old shit. Yeah. And then someone, like, does the new shit and they kill you because the new shit is good against the old shit. But if you do the new shit and they do the new shit, then who knows what the fuck is happening. You mean, you need multiple people doing that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, whether you're gonna, whether either you do it, I mean, so there's people out there that have questions and I think, Cret, you can back me Mm -hmm. up. It's basically, you do the AFK start, you put your soul laner behind and your mid ahead, and you do the paradigm start. You put your middle lane behind and your soul lane ahead. It's just a matter of who you want to like push. Yep. And like, if you think about those teams, yeah, lobster. And you know what the weird himself. part is? What? If you do both of those starts against each other, the entire game just becomes ridiculous. <laughs> but it makes sense when you think about. The I, teams if, have you ever have you ever had a point. game where you did the AFK start and the other team did the AFK start? No. Mid jungle walks into lane the same time as their mid jungle, and one of you kills the other ones and win the game. It's hilarious. Did you? Like, both those starts become super. Or the paradigm start, where, like, you just have your mid hunter staring at mid camps, and they're there too, and you're just like, well. Well. Which one of us gets to take these? (laughs) Pretty much. The paradigm start is when you bring your your back camps and your uh, buff close together so that you share. XP and then mid goes to lane a little bit behind because mm-hmm. you split it. But when your mid lane is fucking lobster, you can do that. And when your soul lane is Zelia, you probably want to give him a boost to just steamroll. Yep. And likewise for AFK, putting your mid lane Kiki ahead is going to be nice because Cyclone Spin is motherfucking Cyclone Spin and can do whatever the hell he wants. Well, honestly, so, it's just like, you're like, well, I, we get mid camps. Yeah, and, and like I said, it's I always talk about how AFK wins because they know their identity as a team mm-hmm. really well. Yeah. Uh, they know that, that Cyclone is their carry, and they're fine with that, and they know that Kiki is a different type of mid player, and they're fine with that. So they put Nuwa, and well, Nuwa's a bad example, but they put they literally put Athena in the middle lane for him. And so... With, this, with these new strategies for two teams, it's just knowing your team's identity, which is something that you get at a competitive level. Lobster has been playing the game forever, longer than most of the devs. So you can trust him to, like, give him a shitty situation and he'll be able to tread water better than most. So you can afford to put your soul in or ahead and him behind. And mm-hmm. likewise for AFK, it's the opposite. Cyclone spin, you can give him virtually anything and he'll at least tread water. So you can put Kiki ahead. And these these starts are very specific for these teams. So, like, when you're playing your conquest, conquest casual, do you intimately know your mid and soul laners? No. Just fucking do the regular shit that you're used yeah. to doing unless you're yeah. playing with your friends. So, <laughs> given that, I feel like with the upcoming weeks, we're going to see some new starts, which I'm really excited for. 
Yes. I want to see more invades. We didn't really see many invades in the land. Um, we, we didn't see many invades well, so, at all. So part of it was because a lot of teams were using the Paradigm and AFK start, where you have three people on the right side. So, like, either you invade the left side, which is, like, or you walk into three people, which you never want to do. But I'm excited to see more starts, and I'm excited to meet, see more teams doing things that display their team's identity, which... We, I think we usually see it land, but there's sometimes we see it more than others. And, you know, I just want to remind everyone that at the finals, like, we saw some great games. Paradigm really showing their um, team identity of Zelia carrying the shit out of them. And TSM showing their identity of Boosh being hopped up on 20 Red Bulls. And not having played Smite for a week. Can we talk about Paradigm and their team identity? And how they didn't follow it. What's their team identity? I mean, Zelia is, as you said, very mm -hmm. much their hyper carry, right? Yeah. Oh they yeah, yeah, yeah. Where Rex they, where Smite. he plays like, like, Afro, Shock and he played Afro. Like, he played Afro, and like, oh. here's the, here's my issue with it. It was correct smite. Yeah. It was you have a Kali and a Freya. Smite.esportspedia. Um, I want to get the I want to get the fucking picks. But so it was correct smite. It was uh, we had Freya in the dual lane, mm -hmm. QO Fred on 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 Kali and Solo's Afro. That's correct smite. That is that is not bad. That sure. is a great comp. The problem is the names. QO is great, but I would. Put my money on a hyper carrying Zelia far before hyper carrying Cubo. Well, I'm I think not saying Cubo plays right? Afro like, jungle. He's got but... that amazing history on Freya, but I, I well, feel Cubo like Cubo was playing Kali. And I know, Bumble I know, I know. Freya. I know. I feel like I feel like Cubo is the sort of person where like he just has a very specific god pool, and sure. we didn't see that. Well, maybe we did yeah. see that. Maybe he's going to play a ton of Kali. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like I like I said. That was it was correct smite and I don't think that his Kali was poor. I think it was good. I think it was SPL mm -hmm. level. I just think that much like AFK, the hyper carry identity on Paradigm is their solo lane, not necessarily their jungle. Now Mr. Quavo Fred can go off. Yeah. You remember his a wheelix during the summer split? No. That dude can totally I don't watch carry. Your games. You're horrible. He totally can carry, but what I'm saying is Well, that I do watch you games, but I fall asleep. <laughs> the the smite pick and they played smite correctly. Their picks and bands, their composition was great, but it wasn't great for Paradigm specifically. I think if we saw Zelia more on I mean Zelia turned Sun Wukong into a hard carry for Christ's sakes. Like, Zelia does more damage than Agni's do. Well, but Divios has done that before. Like, that's not Exactly! New. And it's not new, but Divios is largely that player for TSM a lot of the time, right? Mm, no, Divios is just really annoying. Like, True. like, and Divios is a hilarious guy. Like, I love the kid, but his playstyle is just like, Hi, I'm in front of you. Hi, the, hit me. The... Hit me! You won't. <laughs> the Euros don't get Quavo. Quavo is... Migos is a popular rap group uh -huh. in Atlanta, and they're, like, good, horrible, if that makes sense to you. Quavo is the oh, name my, of one of them. That's why I call him Quavo Fred. Yeah. But anyway, like, I, I just feel like 
Zaya played a great Afro. Kimo Fred played a great Kali. But if we saw the heavy carry in the solo out of Paradigm, I think they might have seen more success because that's their team identity. I think that the Ymir jungle and hyper carry or Sun Wukong hyper carry for some reason solo lane works much better mm -hmm. for Paradigm than the hyper carry for a hyper carry and then the support solo. You, you know so, what I think the biggest weakness of Paradigm is? What's that? They're EU and they can't win against NA teams, especially when Boosh is hopped up on 20 cans of Red Bull. <laughs> I, mean, I, th I think I think he just shakes at like the right specific frequency where Europeans can hear it, and it just like <laughs> it hurts them. It's like a dog whistle. That's my hypothesis. Worst. You are the worst type of person. No, I thought we were gonna actually get real analysis out of it. When has that ever happened? But I mean, do you are you with me on that? On what? Because that's uh, on, on the on the on the paradigm picks thing. Because that's something like I yeah. really feel strongly about. I. Yeah. I mean, their picks were... seemed a little, like, off to me slightly. Like, it's like, it, it, is this really what you want to be doing, I guess? Right. And, and part of that is, like, this is kind of a new meta, and I feel like a lot of people... I feel like no one completely understands it yet. We're not at that point, and saying that oh, we yeah. are is silly. So that might be a part of it. You know, maybe they felt that this was the best way to play, or, or whatever. Um... Right. And so they just went for it. Like and, and we've seen Paradigm do that before. At the start of the split, remember their weird Achilles spear thing. <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe that's just sort of a trap that they fall into. And maybe a paradigm that was a little bit more uh grounded in the meta could do that. It, it was also a weird it was a weird time for a LAN because the LAN was played on the next split's patch. Which, it's like, it should have been because of the, whatever, three weeks since the, like... Mm -hmm. You can't just have the land on a patch from four weeks ago. That, that's silly. Right. But, like, it's weird to play the summer split land on the fall split patch. It's kind of interesting. And, personally, I was against it hard body. Like, I was black and white to me. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of interesting to see. Like, sure, it's an end cap for the last split, but it's almost, it's at the same time, it's a precursor to the next split. Yeah. So it was a kickoff like, land. Like, it's one of those, like, glass head, like, you know, you could look at it two ways, but it's yeah. only one. So as long as Worlds is on a similar patch, I think I'm okay. I don't mind yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. patches being. Worlds like, should not precursors. be on the season three patch. That would be very right, silly. Right, right. Right, right, because it's, it's season two. All right, one, guys, you've so had you know. four weeks to practice the season three patch. <laughs> We've removed health bars, and instead you'll be trying to get everyone to run out of mana. Hmm. I'm Thanatos. <laughs> <laughs> I picked Thanatos, and I'm well, building... I picked Agni, so... <laughs> yeah, meditation? I mean, that, there you go. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yo, do you think meditation's going to make him come back? I think that Salvation is actually good. Dude, Salvation Guan Yu. I think that sal I think that Salvation is good. It's a fuck you to Al Kwong, which is very strong. Yeah. Um it's a fuck you, you know to what I'm all executes obviously. I, yeah, well, I mean the problem is we can curse the low players, but you know what I'm also yeah. waiting for is I'm waiting for a hunter to be like, you know what? I don't like what I'm giving up for the transcendence build, so instead of getting whatever ridiculous luxury active I would have gotten, I'm just gonna get meditation. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, I, 
I mean, I have gotten to that point as a non-Blink support before. Like, in my casual games recently. Yeah. You know, like, if I'm, if I'm like, Athena, you know, who doesn't need a Blink, it works wonderfully with a Blink. But I don't think Athena needs a you Blink. Don't, like yeah, a, it's so... Like it, an Ares. It's, it's, it's... You need a Blink because it's so good. You don't need a Blink because you're immobile. Right, exactly. Yeah. You know? And, and you can make it work and, you know, etc. But yeah, you're not an Ares, shot. essentially, where, like, you need that shit, you know? But, like, I've totally got to the point where I bought something. Divios has bought Salvation in pro-level games. Mm -hmm. I, think it's, I think it's usable. I think it's there. I don't think it's the best choice, but I think it's oh, so I'm waiting thing. for it, dude. Meditation, go on you. <laughs> oh, Mike! Meditation, go on you. Stop. And Achilles Spear, you mirror. <laughs> no! What are you smoking? Dude, Achilles Spear, you mirror. You walk into their jungle and you kill them. The only reason you like that is because it rhymes. <laughs> That's a good point, yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> That's the only reason you like Achilles Spear, you mirror, it's here. <laughs> That's so good, dude! Ah, oh, man, I'm gonna have to name that a stream- I'm gonna use that as a stream title. Have no fear, Achilles Spear, you mirror, is here. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Any last thoughts before we wrap it up? Um, not really. Lamb is pretty dope. Relegations is coming up. I'll link that one more time. Should be uh, cool. Chat. Yep. Derricade and yeah. Coggate happened, and like, it sucks, but the system's not broken. It just sucks, and things that suck happen, and that sucks. Um, yeah. You know, as long as, like, I, f I feel like both Cog and Carrotgate with it were within the limits of, like, things that are shitty but not morally wrong. And, like, if there was something mm -hmm. that was actually fucked up. I feel like someone could just be like, yo, APC, this happened and it's actually fucked up and it would be dealt with in whatever way. Is yeah, exactly. Like like I said before, there's always the overarching asterisk of admin discretion. And if something is actually really that bad, yeah. that will always happen. And I mean, when you consider that high res as an entity, because that's what it is, person, person, personal bias doesn't exist when decisions like that are made. There is no positive or negative for high res as an entity to, like, you know, scheme with a player to replace their roster, right? Um, unless they're like, yeah, there is. Unless they're like, look, what? what? Yeah, it's the, it's the plan. I mean, like... That's the whole plan. If the kid is like, I'm going to get Shia LaBeouf to play Smite, yeah, sure. Maybe it's <laughs> the best interest of your life. Yeah, the non-competitive thing. Oh, you've got John fucking Cena to play Smite? Yeah, I don't care. Kick Barracuda. I don't care. It's John fucking Cena. People yeah. are going to watch it. But like outside of that, there really is no incentive for high res to side with these nerds. So it's just uh, kind of sucks. Be careful who you pick as your captain. Yeah. And, and yeah, I'd say that's all, the only thing that, like, it needs to be clear how important a captain is. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, exactly. And, and you need to know how important your captain is. It's in the rules, but I guess it could be uh, emphasized, and that's something that, you know, we'll look at. We revise rules every split. Um, but, above, but above all, you are in the Smite Pro League, operative word, professional. Oh, yeah, I've got one more thing we can talk about, speaking of or professional players. Shoot. Um, and man, we have had this conversation so many times. Apparently, Frizzy got banned, because in a casual game, he called someone a fag. And, Wrecked and, I have a surefire method not to get banned for using homophobic slurs. DON'T USE HOMOPHOBIC SLURS! WHAT THE, WHAT THE FUCK ARE YOU DOING?!
What are you doing? You got it. You got it. I mean, there's even commercials. Yeah. There's even commercials. Wanda Sykes is on a commercial where these guys are like in a pizza place. They're like, oh, that's so gay. And she's like, man, stop saying gay. It's a pejorative. And it like sounds so To be fair, I was actually thinking about this the other day. There's, I don't think there's a good word to replace the, what the colloquialism gay does. Yeah, because it's honestly, dude, have you ever heard, have you ever heard like people use the word corny? Mm Mm-hmm. That's what it is. I I don't think so. I don't think so. Not entirely. Like I mean, man, on Saturday in this tournament, there was a team that ran. uh, It was Medusa, and then it was Geb Kronos mid, like Afro solo and Kali or something. So you had to kill all of them eighteen times. Right. Corny doesn't work for that. That's that's well, that's cheap. Well. So when you like, for me growing up, gay it's just and like et cetera, ultra it was always, lame. Yeah, like for me growing up, gay and and etc. That was always used as like teacher's pet. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Mister Follow the Rules and like. I, you know what word I want to use? Tom, with an H. God, I hate you. <laughs> God, you're not funny. I'm. Not I'm, funny. I'm hilarious. That hurts. Oh, I'm sorry. That hurts. You want me to kiss to make it better? No, you that's so lame. <laughs> <laughs> that's our show. We'll be back next Peace. week with another episode really. I'll see you guys. Peace.